0: Welcome to the Club Soda Club.
1: We're
2: three friends, each with our own sobriety story, sharing our personal experiences and what we've learned along the way about leading a new alcohol-free life.
0: Welcome to the third meeting of the Club Soda Club podcast. Roll call. Jessica True is present. Scott Graham? Present. Derek Bolin? Present. All right.
1: That's, That's like said, ASMR. Not, that Put your headphones not. on. This is the ASMR episode of the Club Soda Club podcast. <laughs> Do we all have to
0: whisper? Because like, you know, we've been talking uh, for a long time, recording so many episodes in a row. So, Oh,
2: yeah. I can, I can talk for way longer. For our uh, listeners who have stuck with us this far, we recorded our first three episodes back to back to back. So go us. This one might be a little loopy.
0: Yeah. So today we're talking about sober traveling.
2: Yay.
1: Yay.
0: So I just went on my first sober trip and it just happened to also include my first sober birthday. Both went amazingly. Like it was fine.
2: Two big milestones. Good for you.
0: Thanks. Within two months of going sober. So that's pretty cool.
1: That's a good good test.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I went to Portland and for the first little while I struggled to find anything interesting to drink because uh, I think I mentioned in an episode Previous that my boyfriend is a very big beer fan. And so we went to a lot of breweries. And as you can imagine Portland's,
2: Portland's a big beer city, too. Like that's what they're known for.
0: Yeah. But if you look for it, like we found a really nice cocktail bar at some point where I was able to get some really good, like fancy mocktails. Um, but we didn't look for it originally. Cause when we first got there, he's just like, I just want to go to all these beer places. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just have another diet Coke <laughs> because obviously a brewery is not going to have like stuff to make anything fancy. And, um, no. yeah. So I just drank a lot of soda water and when I wanted caffeine, a lot of diet Coke. Um, but then eventually I think he kind of was like, all right, I've like the novelties worn off. I've gone to all the breweries I wanted to go to, and then he actually even wanted more variety, so he started looking for more cocktail bars, which meant I had more luck finding really nice mocktails. Um, and so the second half of the trip went much better in that regard. But I didn't really find anything especially tempting, or I didn't really struggle with anything at all. And one thing that really helped was my actual birthday. We went to the beach. Uh, We went, we took a car and we drove an hour to the coast and went to Cannon Beach, which is an amazing little beach community. If you haven't been, you have to go. And they have a thing there called Haystack Rock, which is just a big rock, (laughs) but it has like a huge bird colony on it. And I was just like amazed by it. And so the fact that we were kind of spending the day like exploring and just like out and about made me not even think about drinking as an option. Like it just didn't even occur to me. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm happy to say that that all went really well.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, Haystack Rock, uh, shout out to the Goonies. Oh, that,
2: <laughs> I was going to say, I like that.
0: Everyone keeps saying that to me. I, Have I'm you gonna, never seen the Goonies? Am I going to get kicked off the
1: podcast? Oh, it's oh, close. Wow. It's close. Oof. That's <laughs> strike one. Oh, man. So um, go watch it right now. And okay, uh, we'll guys, just uh, hold down me. the fort for an hour and 45 minutes
2: till you're back.
0: Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and then
2: when you come back, you have to do the truffle shuffle.
0: Uh, I'm already gone. I closed the door. I left.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but one thing I learned about that was really cool. So now I like have reason to research mocktails and I learned about the thing called shrub, shrub sodas, yeah, which is, I had never, like, when I saw it on a menu, I was like, what is that? Like, obviously it's not alcoholic because it was on a menu specifically for non-alcoholic drinks. And, oh my God, so good. So it's just, like, mixing. And actually, this makes me wonder why you wouldn't like kombucha because it's kind of similar to that in the fact that it's, like, a vinegared syrup with mixed with, um, like, fruit syrups and uh, carbonated water. So, like when I had the strawberry flavored, just like shrub soda, it tasted kind of like kombucha with strawberry in it. In so, a way.
1: I, I'm sorry. I'll try it again. I, I feel like you guys really want me to like kombucha. And I Scott, want to make you happy. Not like there's, nothing, there's nothing I want more in life than to make my fellow podcast hosts happy. So, <laughs> I will try
2: kombucha you again. Have
0: try, you have to try the one from faculty, the one that we tried to get Derek to get. Last but it was closed week, because was he didn't closed. believe Google. Yeah. Yeah. Never cool.
2: again. It's never so again. Very
0: mild flavored kombucha, and it's not very sweet. It's really good. So, yeah. if, if any of our listeners are in Vancouver and they're curious, there is a kombucha brand called Oddity Kombucha, and they sell it on tap at Faculty Brewing, which is at near Ontario and second. And it's and you can also get it in bottles other places, but I don't really know where, um, but you can probably find that on their website on oddity kombucha's website, but they're like the best kombucha I've ever had. So that's not my recommend yeah. for the day though. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm very excited to try this kombucha and I was robbed last Monday when they were closed for a staff event. So how
0: dare they have uh, fun.
2: Just I Pretend you work there. Okay. Oh yeah. Just let myself in. Yep. Let myself hey guys, in. <laughs> Empty a tank all over the floor. It's fine. <laughs>
0: That's sort of my, my sober traveling experience. And it just kind of lucked out that I had something to talk about for this episode, because again, I've only been sober for like two months and just happened to take a trip in that time. So that's about the extent well, the first, of my input.
2: The first trip is like, uh, so for me, traveling was, uh, like everything in my life. It was something that revolved around drinking. Like I, I went to, Uh, a new city and I would or an old city or anywhere and I would visit bars and get drunk and uh, go out and do the same stupid shit I did when I got drunk here just in a different city and I would be like oh wow this is truly a magical experience Uh, and then I would uh, feel like garbage the next day or uh, you know lose entire days in these these awesome new environments due to hangovers or, uh, yeah, just generally be an idiot and piss people off and ruin my own travel experiences. Even though I told myself that I was having a magical time due to, uh, the uh, influence of the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my favorite story is that I went to, uh, New York city for the first time. Uh, and New York city is my favorite. It's like, even before I had ever been there, it was my favorite city, uh, on earth. I Uh, I, I had been looking forward to going there for many years uh, and I got the chance to go and I went uh, and uh, it was for a work event. And after the work event was over, I went out uh, to this bar where they had like two for one martinis with uh, a girl who had been uh, working the event with me uh, and we got shit faced and we met these two gay guys at the bar and we went to a gay bar with them Uh, And then after the gay bar, I went out to this other bar by myself uh, and just like met all these randos and uh, ended up staying out until 4 a.m. And the next day I wake up and my flight is leaving in 10 minutes from the airport. And I'd slept through my phone alarm. I slept through two wake up calls from the hotel. Uh, I slept through everything. I reeked of booze. I smelled like shit. I was still like incredibly drunk. I get in a cab. I go to the airport. I like stumble into the airport and walk up to the airline desk. And I'm like, I missed my flight. I would like to buy a ticket on another flight. Uh, And they don't sell Tickets at you can not like walk in like it's a fucking store and just buy an airline ticket at an airport. And the woman was very confused and uh, bless her heart. She helped me out. She sold me a ticket at the counter. Uh, But it was like the worst, worst experience of my entire life and the most anxious I've ever felt. And I was like, I'm never going to get home. Uh, And just like, that's just like a small example of how I fucked up my experience going to this incredible city. Uh, by being a drunk idiot.
0: I am happy to say that I've only had one experience sort of like that. Um, I tend to be the type of person when I travel to just like spend so much time walking and exploring that by the time it comes to sit down and like where I would normally have a drink in the evening, I'm just like too tired and I just want to like eat and go to bed so I can get up early the next day and, and do more of the same. But the first time I ever went on a trip was an all-inclusive to Mexico, and I remember not too much of the night, but one thing I do remember is on the, the first night we got there, we all just kind of went nuts, and we went down to the ocean, which I'm pretty sure security came and like made us get out of the ocean in the middle of the night, which, yeah, that was dumb. But,
2: They can't kick you out of the ocean. That's God's property. (laughs) That's God's water.
0: (laughs) But I remember this is like one of the only things I really remember from that night is I was waiting in the water, like probably up to my chest. And as I was like getting yelled at by the security guard or whatever, of the resort to come out and like my friends are basically like way out ahead of me, like they kind of made it way faster than I did as the water level went down and down and down, I lost my support like that was holding me up. And I fell into the water and I was laughing so hard that I couldn't crawl myself out of the water. And like, thankfully, like my face was out of the water. Like I could hold my head out of the water, but I was laughing so hard that I couldn't move. So my boyfriend at the time had to drag me out of the ocean in the middle of the night and I woke up in the morning because the sand was all like, um, shells. My knees were shredded. And then like for two days after oh, that, man. for two days after that, like I just lost two days of my trip because I was so wrecked and I was just like, Oh my God. And I think I hardly drank the rest of that trip. Cause I was just like, I can't, like, I can't believe I did that. This is my first ever vacation. And I like ruined it.
1: I was so yeah, all, in, all inclusive. They're, uh, they're they're an interesting place to be uh, for a sober person specifically. <laughs>
2: Have you had uh, all all
1: inclusive experiences while while sober? My only all inclusive experiences are sober. So uh Interesting. yeah summer of 2017 or spring of 2017 we did mexico as a family so me my wife and my daughter and then uh this past january we did mexico for a wedding with a bunch of like 10 years younger than me people and uh that was an experience and a half let me tell you but uh it's still fun. Like, uh, there's, there's lots of stuff to do, but it's, it, I think the most entertaining part about being sober at an all inclusive resort is watching how trashed everybody else gets. It yeah. is
2: unbelievable. I will say that, uh, uh, there is nothing more validating of my decision to sober up than like spending time with, with drunk people or around drunk people. Yeah. Like, Yep. If you ever want to feel good about your decision, head to the gravel Strip at like 11.30pm uh, or midnight oh on God. a Friday or Saturday night like and just episode. walk down it. Yeah, And you will feel so fucking great about yourself. It's like yeah. uh, an a walking day. Like, oh, it's yeah. crazy. It's, it's like crazy. Jersey Shore, but like not... With, without cameras <laughs> fewer pants. the people are paler <laughs> <laughs> i was all inclusive all inclusive and vegas are like the two remaining things on kind of my sober bucket list the things i want to do just to yeah prove i family. haven't done vegas um, that's uh, yeah that's interesting maybe maybe we'll do yeah. that next that's maybe we do uh, a live live podcast ta- taping in over, Vegas. Silver Podcast. Silver Podcast. Vegas, Vegas edition. That
0: sounds like a fun idea. I've never been to Vegas, but I've never really had an interest in going unless like I could go see Britney Spears or something. Can we go see Britney Spears after we record? Actually <laughs> sure. Yeah, why not? I think she's actually done her Vegas run now. I don't think she's there anymore. But anyway. Uh, but we can see some cool we'll shows. There's always like Celine Dion or something. <laughs>
2: I would definitely see Celine Dion yeah. Canadian, Canadian pride. Yeah. Nice. Uh, S- Scott, you're definitely the most uh, well-traveled out of uh, all of us. So mm-hmm. why don't, why don't you tell us more about your, your sober travel experiences and kind of contrast those with uh, your drunk travel experiences. Tell, well, us, <laughs> the, tell
0: us the chicken story, <laughs> the
1: fried chicken story. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? It's a, it's a whole journey up to the fried chicken. So we'll, we'll get there. Okay, we'll get okay. there. But it's, that's, Definitely. That's definitely, uh, that's the destination. That's the destination. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually, that's like in the middle sort of, but anyways, so, um, I do travel a fair bit on my own. Uh, and I do travel with my family as well, but I like to travel by myself. And that's something I started doing the year before I quit drinking. So about nine months before I quit. So at the time I was actually drinking quite a bit and I went to New Zealand and New Zealand is a lot like here or Portland or somewhere like that, there's a really big craft beer community. Like it's very, very good if like, that's what you're into. But, um, I just found that like, I flew all this way and spent all this money to go somewhere. And I think I spent half my trip trying to find somewhere to, to drink, which, Uh, what's the point i just it it sort of hit me halfway through the trip as i was and this is no lie i was sitting in an irish pub with a guy with one wooden leg who was getting (laughs) in a fight with two italian guys and he took his leg out and put it on the table what Yeah. For real, for real. He took his leg off and put it on the table. But the shocking part for me was that I didn't know that he had a fake leg right up until that time. He walked completely (laughs) normally. And, uh, I was like, why am I here? What am I doing? Who is this man? Like I was just like hanging out with this guy. Never met him before that night. Super nice guy, whatever. But like, how do I get into this situation? Like get me out of here. So, (laughs) uh, uh, a lot of the trips we would go on, my wife and I, we would, you know, go to Portland, we would go to Seattle and we'd try to find somewhere to go have drinks. And now we still do that, but we sort of try to incorporate my sobriety into it a little bit more. She's very understanding of it and uh, supportive, which is great. That's awesome. But when I, tra- when I travel by myself, it's amazing how much more you accomplish and see when you're not drinking. Like I, I, went back to New Zealand uh, last year. Yeah. March of 2018. And I saw, I got I probably 10 times as much stuff as I saw the first time I went there. And uh, the, the fried chicken story is the first time I went to uh, New Zealand, I was super drunk one night and there was this, like a convenience store that had a halal fried chicken window in the front of it, like on the street. Uh on Hobson street for anybody in Auckland that's listening right now. That's really good. You should go there. But I got this fried chicken at like two o'clock in the morning. This is the same night. This was a wooden leg night. It was the same night I had left that guy behind and was heading back for my hotel And I remember eating the fried chicken and I started to feel like super lonely (laughs) because I was by myself. And like, I just had this super weird night with this random guy that wanted to fight people with his leg. And uh, I was eating fried chicken, like in my underwear in a bed halfway around the world. And I was like, what is happening? But uh, yeah, that's the fried chicken story. It's actually kind of sad now that I'm saying it out loud to everybody.
0: But it drives to point home, isn't it?
1: it really does. But anyways, on a side note, when I went back to New Zealand, I did go try the fried chicken again sober and it was as good as I remembered. So at least that didn't let me down. But uh I've been to yeah, I've been to New Zealand. Uh I went to Ireland in December for a really quick trip which was a bit of a test because that's the home of Guinness, right? And like even I was even still curious like to maybe even go see the Guinness brewery just cuz I think it would be cool to go see. But I still didn't go and I don't think that I missed anything really because like, I don't know, that's not something I need to see anymore. But yeah, just traveling without drinking, you, you get so much more accomplished. You see so much more stuff. And like, why would you spend all that money to go somewhere and take all that time, use up your vacation time to go be hung over for half of this trip that you've spent your hard earned money on? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Do you know what I mean? yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and and I think yeah, the the other part is that like you you remember it, right? Like you actually yeah. have memories of of your trip and the things you've seen versus uh you know, just drowning them in an in a alcohol induced black hole in yeah. your brain. So wouldn't would leg night was a little foggy
1: until I looked at my Instagram account the next day. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, the dreaded
0: checking your <laughs> Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh boy, I deleted a few of those pictures. I was like, "Nope, nope, nope. These have to go."
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of people. I like. I'm more aware of it now. When you see people do the whole like tweet and delete or yeah, Instagram yeah, post yeah. and delete the next morning because you saw that yeah. they, they posted somehow the same picture like four times, and you're like, "Oh."
2: Yeah. Oh, dear. And, oh, dear. Like, blurry, like yeah. <laughs> shots of yeah. them looking hammered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what would your, what would your guys tips be for, uh, you know, people who want to, uh, travel sober now, like you, you think it's kind of a no brainer, like you just go out and, and see the things, but because alcohol culture is kind of so ingrained and drinking so normalized with everyone, a lot of people. Do exactly what you just said scott like they do go out uh they do build their entire vacations around things like going like the whole reason you go to an all-inclusive is so you can get as hammered as possible off free booze yeah like alcohol tourism is a it's a
1: thing right like you travel to drink uh or you like you're a beer person so you go to belgium and get beer from the monks in belgium or you go to france or italy to drink wine or whatever like whatever your thing is uh alcohol tourism is like it's a big business but uh, there's so much more to all of these places than the alcohol that quite frankly you can just get anywhere so to spend all that money drinking like a fancy alcohol in a cool place doesn't do anything different to you than drinking grain alcohol out of a beaker in the back of the science lab. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, you're just getting drunk. That's all you're doing. Yeah. 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 It's not adding anything to your trip. And it's that thing again, about like how, if you need alcohol to have a good time, Maybe you're just not doing the right things. You gotta you gotta find things. You're not actually having a good time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, your next day is gonna be pretty awful.
0: Yeah. I have a couple (laughs) I have a couple like actionable tips. So first I would say if you're going with people, communicate your goals to them in advance. Like I don't drink anymore. So can we make sure we incorporate some options where I can make sure I have something to drink? That's interesting. And not just drinking water all the time. And another option, which I kind of wish I did was to look up places before you go that have mocktails or, you know, kombucha places or stuff like that, that you can go to get something interesting or that you can suggest to your partner or your group of friends Um, as um, another place to add to the list of places you want to see so that you can make sure that you are getting your needs met and you're not just stuck drinking soda water, like plain soda water for a whole trip.
1: Yeah. That's great. Which it planning. That's the biggest thing for me is like planning that time where you would normally be like, okay, we're done our daytime thing. Let's go to the bar. Mm -hmm. Just Plan more stuff. <laughs> Plan more stuff to do. Like fill up your days. Or That's all you got to do.
0: Or fill up your like what I do. Fill up your days so much that you're exhausted, and you need to go to bed at like eight o'clock. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That too.
2: That's yeah, because for sure.
0: When you're spending all that money to go, you might as well see as much of the city as you can fit in.
2: Yep, yep, yeah. And see, I'm I'm lucky in that uh, I'm dating a girl who is also sober. Um, so, we recently took a trip to Washington, D.C. together, and we did exactly that. Like, before we went, we basically researched all the places, best places in the city for mocktails, which um, it's something that's really. I feel like it's growing more in popularity in the States than it is uh, in Canada, at least at the moment. Yeah, it seems that so, um, way. It seems that way online. Like when you search stuff, there seems to be more of a movement
1: for it. But yeah, like Jess said, I think it's always kind of like that starts, it starts there. And, Canada can never set a trend. We just follow that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, which is fine. We'll, we'll get it here eventually. Yeah. But yeah, there were a ton of places with like really amazing and like thoughtfully crafted mocktails. Um, that we were able to to go out and enjoy. So, yeah, that's cool. I uh, I Jess, I wrote down
1: the place that you went in Portland because we're going in November, and it'll be my first time going to Portland sober. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a while since we've been there, so uh, I think should be was, interesting.
0: Yeah, I think you replied and said you made it. I think that was Imperial. They had, yep. Yeah, yep. there was another place, too, that we went um, that was called The Green Room, and they it's like a cocktail bar with like a whiskey library upstairs, which sounds insane to me now.
1: (laughs) I feel like, I feel like I've been there before. That sounds very familiar.
0: When I asked them if they had anything non-alcoholic, she was like, yeah, we'll make you something. Do you want sweet or citrus? And then they just like, I said citrus and they just went away and concocted it and brought it back. And it was amazing. And it was $5 compared to the $15 drink that my partner had.
2: So (laughs) I was like, Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. I love that. And bar, bar, if you're a bar owner or a bartender and you're listening to this podcast, uh, my advice to you would be like, there, there's a huge growing demographic of of people that is choosing to uh, stay sober uh, or just electively be sober some nights, uh, and you're leaving a lot of money on the table by not catering to those people. So yeah, like uh, even if
1: even if a bar had like a couple of non alcoholic beers available in bottles that you know, weren't duels, I would go out a lot more than I do and, uh, mocktails, whatever, like just have more options that aren't just club soda or water. But we want yeah. some fancy options. Like, you know, yeah, we do. Yeah.
2: We, we love club soda clearly, but it's nice mm-hmm. to have a choice. Scott, my, uh, my appreciation of kombucha actually started in Portland. Uh, I was there for a buddy's bachelor party, uh, which, uh, sober bachelor oh. party. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I awesome. uh, but we were at a, uh, a, uh, dancing establishment, uh, strip club. And, uh, one of the, the dancers actually recommended, she liked keyed into the fact that I was sober. She was she was like, I'm sober too. Uh, you gotta try kombucha. It's amazing. We have it on tap yeah. at this bar. Uh, and I tried it there and, and never looked back. So uh, if you get the chance, go to the dancing establishment and try right. some kombucha there. Was that the one with the was that the one with the steaks? what, uh, what no this one was uh not that anyways uh, there's also
0: yeah. um, a place <laughs> <I think laughs> <it's> called a <Abel. laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the steak and whatever podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is a podcast called the
1: Cheese Podcast uh, recently,
0: isn't there? Anyway, um speaking
1: Oh, I would totally listen to that. That's I, right I in my wheelhouse. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. speaking
0: of kombucha on tap in Portland, we also went to a bar that was called, I think it was called Abide, and it was a big Lebowski themed bar. And they they had kombucha uh, on tap, and it was really good. And yeah. it was a I would go there and just
1: send send that to me because I don't I put my phone too far away for me to reach because I was shopping for film cameras while we were talking here. So
2: (laughs) multitasking.
1: I (laughs) I put it far away from me so I would pay attention. I'll make a
0: note to send it to you. I think that was what it was
1: called.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do we want to do the the recommendations part?
0: Sure. I keep going first, so someone else can go first this time.
2: Okay. Uh, Scott, you 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 want to lead off? Uh, my recommendation is to
1: try to be sober on a trip. Go on a trip and try to not drink while you're on that trip. If you're somebody that drinks now, maybe give it a rest. Uh, And see if you can make it through that trip without drinking. And you'd be amazed how much more stuff you get accomplished. If you're already somebody that's sober, then just ask wherever you are what they have that's non-alcoholic. And then maybe you'll be surprised. Maybe they will be like the places in Portland that have stuff that's
2: not just water or uh, Diet Coke. That's and that's a great recommendation because you think like the the, what the average like trip or vacation is like what three three to five days like you have people trying to commit to these things like uh, so like dry January or sober October that's an entire month and that can be a little daunting but just like three to five days that's do i feel
0: like that would be even easier because you're not just sitting around at home like you're out and you're doing stuff and you're in a new environment and so like there's tons of stuff to distract you and to do in place of drinking anyway in that situation so i feel like that would be so much easier than even doing three or five days at home
1: yeah totally you have lots of stuff to keep you busy
2: yeah derek uh, man, I didn't really prepare a, a third one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why
0: don't I go and you think about it while I'm talking?
2: Okay, you go first. Okay.
0: So I'm going to recommend a book that I bought in Portland. And it's the it's called The Art of Noticing: 131 Ways to Spark Creativity, Find Inspiration, and Discover the Joy Discover Joy in the Everyday. And it's by Rob Walker. And I'm not gonna lie, I bought it at first because it's a gorgeous book. It's so pretty. But I I had talked earlier about how I'm already wanting to sort of practice more intentionality and just like being present and like stop trying to multitask and focus a lot more on like solo tasking and just paying attention in general. And it kind of leads to a funny Portland story. So before I even had this book, I was noticing that Portland has a lot of just random people sitting in weird places. Like a family was sitting on a sidewalk eating food, but like, and I don't know if this is going to sound insensitive and maybe it is, maybe it's not, but you, they weren't like homeless people. So you don't expect them to be sitting where they were sitting and like going into target. And there's just like people sitting on the floor, like, in the, like, foyer area of the store, like, before you actually get in, just, like, sitting there, like, scrolling on their phones and stuff, like, hanging out, and I was like, is this, is this a Portland thing? You just, like, sit wherever, (laughs) and so as I was there, and as I had started reading this book, I kind of started just paying more attention to that, and the other thing I noticed after, like, a day or two of being there is that, where we were staying at least which is like the downtown area there weren't really any parks and the parks that we did see were not very well maintained not very well lit like just not very usable to where you would feel comfortable like going and having a picnic or something um and they didn't have a lot of outdoor seating even just like benches but not very many like patios where that i could see so i was kind of just noticing all of this stuff and i was like those two things, the lack of like comfortable parks to hang out in and the lack of outdoor seating must be why there's just people sitting everywhere, like randomly all over the place. And I just thought that was such a, like a funny thing that I noticed. And it took me like a few days to like put all these pieces together, but I found it really interesting. And I don't, I feel like that just went nowhere and whatever, but to me it was interesting. (laughs) And I feel like (laughs) stuff like that occurs to you when you pay attention. And I just, I think this book has some really cool Little like exercises you can do about like just paying attention on your commute or, you know, taking a different route to work and seeing all the new things you can spot or it's just it's really interesting. And I think when we were talking about like meditation, like this all kind of ties in about just like trying to be present and when you know you're drinking alcohol you're definitely trying to be the opposite of present you're trying to like numb your emotions and forget and distract yourself and it's sort of the opposite of what you should be doing just in life in general so that was my recommend it was a little long-winded but i think
1: no i i i think that sitting on the floor of a target is a great place to meditate
0: <laughs> or just you know charge your phone or whatever oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's it Free electricity yeah. you know
0: Air
1: conditioning. It was hot when we were there. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of great books. I mean, I that that could be a whole nother thing about like I've read. Man, how many books have I read in the past two years? I didn't read a book for years and years and years, and I think I've read like 25 books or something in the last two years. And uh, it's just the the time you have to just be in your own head and and.
2: It's not yeah, a it's race, just great. You head. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mine is, but that mine I, I'm okay too. with it.
0: But yeah, less. Yeah. I feel like less so now.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah,
0: Derek.
1: Yeah. Did you with
2: Derek. Else? Yeah, I was hoping that would be a little more long-winded. I was trying to uh, to. Derek, she talked our- about people sitting on the floor of a Target <laughs> to try to give you more time. Okay. I know it's it your turn. Right. Can you tell us what the people were <laughs> wearing? Uh, there was a bird on all of their shoulders. It's, it's Portland. Yeah, that, that does sound like Portland. Yeah, very on. Um, I was looking. There's this great uh, travel site that's basically all about um, like. Uh, you, you know, like secret tourist attractions in cities. I cannot remember what it's called for the life of me. Um, so I'm going to recommend uh, in the the travel theme. There's another travel site that I love. Uh, it's called Roadside America. Ooh. Um, and what it does is it basically documents all the like, really like kitschy, weird shit um, that like the, the world's biggest, like everything, like world's biggest ball of twine in Minnesota is what right now um and all these like bizarre tourist attractions or like uh you know amusement parks that people just build in their front yards in the sticks um and it's it's something that i've been obsessed with like i absolutely want to do a road trip across america one day just visiting all this really bizarre shit um so check that out and if i find the other site that i was actually looking for before we post this episode <laughs> i'll include it in the show notes uh but this will tide us over until what was that what was
1: that one again what was the
2: uh, dot com? Oh, so, okay uh sure. and it's like it's all the most bizarre tourist attractions you probably never <laughs> wanted to hear about.
1: oh no i am i am totally into that that sounds like stuff that i need to take
2: uh pictures oh, yeah. of
0: that'd be a good series
2: i know a guy Um, yeah 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 there's a guy i follow on twitter his name is jeremy holmes fellow sober guy lives in seattle uh recently do you guys follow him as well uh dad's is his handle um but he recently he did this thing where he just like flew to a city in missouri i think and bought a car for five hundred dollars and was gonna like drive it back uh to seattle uh, and along his way he was just like visiting all these like totally random like unheard of towns and documenting all the weird shit in them uh and it looks like he had a really amazing trip so go go check out his uh twitter feed as well uh if you want to see on,
1: on a side note com looks like it's a website from 1999 yeah, they have. They have not <laughs> updated it recently.
2: This might be an AOL page. I'm not sure, but yeah. Or uh, what was the other one? G- G- yeah, Geo. Yeah, GeoCities. G- okay. G- G- oh
0: wow, oh, that's <laughs> ugly.
2: All right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, oh, web web design is not their passion, clearly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks for joining us for this meeting of the club soda club. Uh, I am Derek Bolin. You can find me on Twitter at herder or on Instagram uh, where I'm trying to build a sober community. And at you can Dance find
0: sober. me, Jessica, Jess, whatever. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so tired. <laughs> Jess, Jess underscore underscore yep. Couture on <laughs> Twitter and Jess Couture art on Instagram.
1: And you can find me, Scott Graham, at WFLBC on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Meeting adjourned.
2: Oh. Oh, no, I no, adjourned. adjourned. You cannot right.
1: enter this into the minute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll never know. Uh, Atlas Obscura is the other oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I follow them on Twitter, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're great. Check them out. Okay. Sorry. You can, you you can, you can enjoy the meeting. Now.
0: Disclaimer, nothing in this podcast constitutes medical or professional advice.
1: If you or someone, you know, is struggling with addiction, there are a number of resources available.
2: We'll link to these resources in the show notes for each episode so that you can get the support you need.